easy. Hey, yeah. All them fast to the face, you're the best. I To be guided means to be governed, to be led, to be, com to be compelled, or to be driven. To anyone that is to be guided, you have to have three things at the back of your mind. You must be prepared to be guided. Number two, you must be willing to be guided. And number three, you must be flexible to be guided. You must prepare to be guided. That is why you are here today. You are already prepared. We're preparing ourselves to be guided. That's why you're listening. You prepare yourself to be guided. Then number two, you must be willing to be guided. If you are not willing to be guided, no matter the, the amount of truth that is being dispensed from here, I can assure you, if you are not willing to be guided, it's just going to be a waste. And number three, you must, we all must be flexible to be guided. It's often said that it's difficult to teach an uh, old dog new tricks. So what does it mean? It does not, being old has nothing to do with age. It has to do with your mind. You could be as old as Methuselah, and if your mind is young, you become very flexible. So when we talk of being flexible, don't think that we are talking, oh, because someone is old, so therefore you are out. No, 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 no. You can be old and be young at that. And unfortunately, you could be very young, and very old in the mind. And that is the worst of them all. I've seen a lot of young people who are not flexible. Who cannot blend. Even when the Spirit of God is talking to them, they cannot. An example is Peter. God spoke to him. He brought food from, uh, food from uh, on a tray from heaven. And he told Peter, he said, Peter, take it. And Peter said, no Lord, you know, I don't take anything that is unclean. God brought the food again the second time. He said, Peter, take and eat oh he said no lord you know he's saying no and lord at the same time that's a contradiction it should be maybe no my savior that's not your lord yet how can you somebody is your lord and you're not obeying he said take it he said no you know peter was peter was very 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 rigid he wasn't flexible and i believe that is why for our adventure the teaching of the gospel to the appeal to the gentiles was given to paul God wanted to give it to Peter, but Peter did not because he wasn't flexible. So that means to be guided, we need to be flexible. Psalm 48 verse 14, it says, For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even unto the end. He will be our guide. God himself promised to be our guide even unto the end. Now, what are the things one need? To be one needs to be sensitive to the way of being guided. So, what do I actually need? What do I actually need to be guided? What do I need? Now, please note this God directs us in several ways. So, as we go into the year 2021, there are there are I'm going to talk about five ways through which we can receive guidance. Five ways, and we all have to be sensitive to these five ways during the course of 2021. 
I know a lot of people may be thinking and watching and okay, I want to see what they're going to say in dominion voice. Maybe they will tell me that I should go and invest in this, or I should go and invest in that, I should do this. No, 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 no. No. Once you know the way to be guided, you will be flexible in his hand and he can take you through 2021. Fantastic. Number one, God will guide you in 2021 through his written word, that is the scriptures. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God will guide you through his word. God will guide you through his word. Hence, don't stay away from the scriptures. Don't stay away from church. Now listen, COVID may be out there. Don't stay away from church. Don't say, oh, I'm afraid. I'm God's going to watch from home. It's good to watch from home, but please make it a point of duty to encourage yourself to come to church. There is a blessing that is released when you come to church. You go to school. You grow up. I mean, we go for groceries. You go visiting. So don't stay away from the word of God or where the word of God is being dispensed. We, are there, we will be guided in 2021 through his word. Number two, we'll be guided through counseling from godly people. Note that. That's the second way we'll be guided in 2021. We'll be guided through godly people, God's people, God's structure, that is the church, structure that God has put in place. It will be guided by them. Psalm 11, Proverbs 11, 14. It says, without wise leadership, a nation falls. There is safety in having many advisors. So another scripture says, there is safety in the midst of counsel. So be guided through godly people. Be guided through godly people. It is important. Listen to God's word. The one, through the Bible. Number two, through the word. Go to church. Listen to God's word. Listen to messages. You will be guided effectively well. Number three, in 2021, you will be guided by the Holy Spirit. Through the Spirit. That is the Holy Spirit. And that is why we are looking next month on talking about the Holy Spirit. In January, we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. How the Holy Spirit will direct you in 2021. Now, I can leave. Dominion voice may not go with you everywhere you go. Your pastor may not go with you everywhere you go. But there is somebody that has promised never to leave you nor forsake you. And that is the Holy Spirit. He will guide you in 2021. So, what is that implication? It means in 2021, make sure you are receptive to the Holy Spirit. And we're going to be teaching on how to be guided by the Holy Spirit in 2021, in January. Please don't miss it. Don't miss it. And make sure you are on tune. So Isaiah 30, 21, he says, whether you thumb to your right or to your left, he says something, he says, you're here, we hear a voice from behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. The Spirit of God will tell you exactly how to walk in it. Now, what business to do? What work to do? How, what job to do? How to go about it? inclusive of this, this foundation that Minister Shea shared with us, this is basic. Carry along with it. Now, listen. I, I couple of me, so in the recent past, just in the, in the recent past, the Spirit of God, you know, I was, each time I listened to the Word of God, and I sort of just made mention to me that I should tell people, anytime you go to a church, to go to church, or to go to a place where God's Word or anything, he says, I should tell his people to go with a thing that we call a book to, to do. A book called to do. Something like to-do list. Now listen carefully. The church 
the watch of the church, and when you go for meetings like this, God will give you specific instructions. It is not enough to have it in your mind because your mind cannot capture everything. As you are listening, you must have a note with you where you will call to do. Now, as you are listening, the Holy Spirit will be telling you exactly what to do. You just write them. It's different from you writing the message or writing, making notes of the teachings. At everything, every time, this, I mean, every time effectively going forward, if you have not been doing it, make sure you have a to-do in your notes. That as you are listening, you have to write to-do. These are the things I am going to do. Because the Spirit of God is going to speak to you. So, and it is often said by a wise man that the shortest pencil is better than the longest memory. The shortest pencil is better, far better than the longest memory. Now, you must have it to do. Either you put it on a paper or a note. Now, going through, as uh, she was hearing with us, I was looking at everything she said and I was making my to-do. To-do. She talked about generosity. She talked about planning. Setting emergency phone. Automating your bill. Do not spend needlessly. Ask for professional advice. Consider different streams of income. Don't spend your credit card without having a cash to back it up or to pay it down at the end of the month. That's where I put it up. Now, these are the things to do. Some of them I'm already doing. I take them off. The ones I'm not doing, I put it in my to-do. I have to do it. It is not what I hear that matters alone. It is what I do with what I hear. So, the Spirit of God will be leading you in 2021 in any your finance and all. So, have a to-do list. Then number four. I said five. Number four way through which you'll be guided is true reasoning. Please note that. True reasoning. That is common sense. I call it common sense. That what we call common sense is actually not too common. When we see a lot of people, when they act or behave, you begin to wonder, oh, this is commonsensical. But <laughs> I begin to see now that that which we call common sense, it's not really common again. Because, I mean, at times we do dumb things and you begin to wonder why do you have to do that so the true reasoning look 15 14 to 18 or 16 to 18 look 15 16 to 18 talks of a, the, this young boy very ambitious very good boy he went to his father because his father refused to die so early and he says i want to have my inheritance normally you don't inherit until a person dies and this boy said since you have refused to die so early I want to take my inheritance. And the father being a wise man who said, look, if I don't give this guy his, my, his inheritance, he may end up killing me or set me up or something. So the father was like, okay, I will give you inheritance even though it's an aberration. I love this guy because he did something which ordinarily other people would not do. He was daring. He, had, he, he, he was ready to step out. But the mistake this young boy made was that he did not spend his inheritance correctly. He didn't spend his inheritance. That was, his, that was the mistake here. That was the mistake. He did not spend his inheritance correctly. And what happened to him? He spent everything. In verse 16, he said he longed to fill his stomach with pots that the pigs were eating. But no one gave him anything. There was a time of recession like we are, like, like we are experiencing now. He wanted to eat pig's food. <laughs> but pig's food was not even available any longer. Then he said he came to his senses. I like that word. Then he came to his senses and said, my, how many of my father's hired servants have food 
to Spain. And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. We all know the end of the story. But not that word. He said it came to his senses. God will direct us even through common sense. Through common sense. He will organize situations. Please, don't, 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 leave, don't leave your sense out. If we don't need the sense, God will not put brains in our skull. It's because he knows we have to use common sense. There are things we may, you just need your common sense to do. So there will be, will be led via common sense. This boy was led through common sense. If he had stayed in that land, he would have died of hunger. True or false? True, he would have died. But he was led by his senses. Common sense. Now, there is, when you talk of common sense or reasoning, there are five things that determines our reasoning. That is, what we, with our eyes, what we see, what we taste with our tongue, what we hear through the hair, the five senses, and then the, what we feel through our skin. And then lastly, uh, what's the last one? Um, hearing, seeing, tongue, and yeah, tongue to speak. Now, these are the five senses. Now, listen, these five senses, God gave it to us to make decisions correctly. However, there is a level these five senses will get to and it will stop. That is when we need the Holy Spirit to take us to the next level. That is the level we call the supernatural. That is, the five senses dwells in the natural realm. But because of you and I, being children of God, being led of the Spirit, we now move from the realm of the common sense to the realm or to the realm from the realm of the natural to the realm of the supernatural. That is the higher realm, which is the ultimate realm. That is the realm of faith. Now, and that is opportunity that we have to dwell in those two realms to dwell in the in the, in the sense of the, in the realm of the senses and then when we are get stuck which is where people don't have god get stuck and they can't do anything again then we can now consult and go to the higher level which is the sense of the, the realm of the spirit of the supernatural amen now the last one which will be led in 2015 is will be led through events through circumstances through signs. First Kings chapter 17, 6 to 9, talked of the man called Elijah. He proclaimed, because people were rebellious against God, he proclaimed that there was going to be famine. And God said, okay, there's going to be famine. And then the famine started. Now when the famine started, what happened? God told him, he said, go to the brook. He stayed at the brook, and the, from the brook, he had water to drink during the time of famine. And then ravens brought for him bread and meat. Bread and meat. Now, let's look at that scripture. He said, and ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning. Uh, in the morning and meat in the evening. Bread in the morning, meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. Balanced diet. Very balanced. Carbohydrates and protein. So, God knows about diet. So, so he said again, sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him. Now, the first thing you have to know, then God, the word of the Lord came to him in verse 9. He says, go, once, go at once to Zarephath, uh, to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed the guidance. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. Now, Please look into this carefully. In verse 6 and 7, we see circumstantial leading. He was stayed by the brook. He drank water from the brook. And ravens brought him bread and meat. Now, 
the circumstances changed. The brook dried. There was no more water. The ravens were not coming. So the circumstance proved to him that, hey, Elijah, move now. He said, now move. Now this is where the, the natural stopped and then the supernatural kicked in. And I said, now go to the widow of Zarephath. There's a widow there called the widow of Zarephath. I have made provision for you. Now, in the normal sense, it doesn't make sense to tell a prophet, a man, to go and stay and be fed by a widow in the time of famine. It doesn't make sense. And when he got to the widow, many of us know the story. The widow said, look, I don't have any food. But the last one I have is just to make food for myself and my child. And there, the prophet of God said, make for me first. That give to me first. It doesn't make sense. If, you, if that is to be captured in social media today, what, how do you think the social media would have captured it? They would have said, oh, prophet, wicked prophet, collected widow's last meal. Or they would say, a fraudulent pastor <laughs> tells pro, uh, widow to give the last meal. But, because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And that is where the supernatural kicks in. And that is where you and I are different. And if you are not born again, you are not giving your life to Jesus, you are dwelling in the realm of the natural. You can't hear him even when he speaks to you. So it is important for you to give your heart to him so that you can be effectively led by him. So now, how do I, how will I be financially guided? Number one, in addition to all that I've, the word share has said, number one, have a right attitude towards money and finance. Your attitude, your attitude is a settled way of thinking. When you talk of attitude, that is a settled way of thinking. Remember, you must be flexible. You must have the right attitude to money. Don't give up on your finances like we have been told. Pay down your debt. Don't just say, oh, I'm not going to, I'm going to. Then save. We have been told about that. Save. Don't say because the time is challenging, you're not going to save. No. No. Try as much as possible to save. A lot of people have not lost their jobs. Now they are working from home. They are not spending money on gas. What are you doing with the money that you would have spent on gas going to the office? Now you are working at home. If you spend $40 on gas, now you are working from home. You are not spending that amount on gas. So what are you doing with that 40 bucks? Are you now saying it's additional money to now go online like we have been told, and with, uh, like she said, with a cup of coffee or a cup of uh, soda, and then you now go begin now to shop online. And then it's going to come to you. And then you have made Amazon richer because they're going to deliver it to you. <laughs> you know? So what are you doing with that amount now? Or you do see that amount on gas now to go around to paint the city red and just continue to drive around the city because why do you have to do that? No. So you have to say, don't see money as a tool of the devil. That's something that I hear a lot of people say. Please, as long as you see money as a tool of the devil, you would not have it. You won't have it. I have always said it, and we've said it here. Money is always neutral. It only takes the direction of him who is holding it. Money is neutral. If it's in the hand of a child of God, it becomes a tool to, the hand of, of, uh, to use in the kingdom. If it's in the hand of the devil, it will be used for the devil. So money is neutral. It only takes the face and the look of the person in whose hand it is. So it is important. Don't see money 
as a tool in the hand of the devil. When you are talking of wealth, world wealth, don't say, oh, this world wealth, it is, it is the glory of the world, it is the glory of the world, so let them take it. No, 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 no. You, you, if you don't have it, please bring it. Bring it to the church. Bring it. <laughs> there are lots of things to do in the kingdom. So don't see money as a tool in the hand of the devil. Money is neutral. It takes only the face of him whose own hand it is. A lot of money in your hand can do a lot of things in the kingdom. Recently, we went out to go and give to, uh, we, went, we had a, a winter outreach where we went to buy, uh, we bought things for the homeless. We bought gloves, and, uh, winter gears. All this costs money. When myself and um, Kelvin, we got there, the woman who we went to give it to at, um, at the venue, the, she was so excited. She, she was just, she was exclaiming. She was so excited. So, oh, these are new things. This is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. She's not the one that's going to wear it per se, but she's collecting it, collecting it to give it to the needy. And she knows the number of people that needs all this. So she knows exactly what it means. She was so excited. She was so happy. Not for herself, but for she knows how the winter could be very, very harsh. And he knows that it's going to close a lot of people. And to that, I want to say thank you to everybody who contributed and everyone who gave. 